What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Help Students Win, where we talk about all things education. My name is Jordan Davis. I'm a professional speaker, founder of JD Speaks, and your podcast host. And today, guess what? We reached inside the mailbag. I have a whole bunch of student success topics. Look at the topics, y'all. Y'all see the topics? Look at the topics. And we're going to get through a few of them today. What is a healthy way to define success? And I love this question because they left it open. So the first one was, what is a healthy way to define success? The second question is, how can you establish personal and professional bonds with peers and professors? All right, so let's break down that first one. What is the healthy way to define success? I always say that a great way to define success, especially as a young person who's trying to figure out their place in the world, who's trying to become more confident in their identity and the skills and talents that they have. We need clear definitions on what it means to be successful for ourselves. And one of the things that I like to tell students is that success for me looks like showing up for myself personally, showing up for the people that I love and that love me, and showing up in ways that allow me to create the world that I want to live in. So there's really three steps. If you are succeeding in those three areas, so if you're showing up as your authentic self, if you're showing up for yourself, if you're showing up for the people that love you, and if you're showing up for the people that can help you create the world that you want to live in, that is what success means. And oftentimes, as people, we can excel at two of those things and leave one to the wayside. I see it all the time. There are students or people just in general who devote so much time to themselves and the people around them, but they work a job that's actually counter to the world that they want to live in. Or they work a job that's creating a world that's destructive, creating a world that's divisive, creating a world that takes advantage of people who have less or people who don't have the proper opportunities or information. And so we need to be mindful of how our personal goals for the lives that we want to live, the houses that we want to live in, the cars that we want to drive, uh, the vacation spots that we want to go to, all of these lofty goals that we might set for ourselves as we become young adults and even older adults. Be mindful of how the steps that we take to achieve those things connect to our larger goals, not just for ourselves, but the larger society. I call these theories of change. So if what I do in my personal life is in alignment with my theory of change, that's what success means to me. And as you progress through your academic career, as you progress through middle school, as you progress through high school, as you progress through undergrad, you will start to develop a theory of change because you collect information from the courses that you take, from the from the diverse experiences that you have. I traveled, I, you know, I studied abroad when I was an undergrad. That com- that transformed me as an individual, as a student. And so we have these experiences when we get to a certain level in our education that we haven't had before that transform us. And through that transformation, we develop a theory of change. And so, again, it's important that when we define success for ourselves, I always like to say, if I'm showing up for myself, if I'm making myself happy, if I can wake up 80% of the time, 85% of the time, 90% of the time, because again, 100% happiness all the time 
isn't realistic, right? There are going to be days where I'm not feeling up to it. But if I'm waking up 85 to 90% of the time and I'm satisfied and fulfilled with the life that I have, then that's personal success for me. When I can step into my job and I'm looking forward to solving the really hard challenges that I have at my job, that's success to me. When I can text people in my phone that care about me, that love me, and I have opportunities to see them on a regular basis. And I know there are people that live far away from their families, right? So I'm not saying that you have to have close proximity to the people you love geographically, but me having access to the people I love and showing up for them fully uh, is important to me. And so again, as a student, defining success as Am I showing up for myself? If I'm, am I giving myself 110%? Am I showing up for the people that love me? And am I having opportunities to create the world that I want to live in? And so that's what success means to me. And I feel like I'm really doing that fully in my life right now. And I want to get to the second question. How can you establish personal and professional bonds with peers and professors? I like to say be relentlessly nosy or relentlessly curious if you don't like the word nosy. It's so important to be curious as a student when it comes to building professional and academic relationships, especially with professors. Professors love when students like the good professors. There are some professors that don't even have office hours. That's another conversation. But if your professor is having or scheduling office hours and allows you to sit with them after class, before class, and to talk about the class, don't just see that opportunity as one in which you can improve your grade, but see that as an opportunity to learn from somebody that's in a field, right? You're talking to a professional, really you're talking to a colleague if you look at it like that, right? Like my professor, my advisor in undergrad, he had his PhD in instructional communication. And so we would talk often, me as a communication major, about his the conferences that he was attending, how he's navigated his career as a professor, whether he likes being a professor or not, what it was like for him to teach in Japan, where he met his wife. Like we've had all of these different conversations and, and, and it's really come from a place of curiosity for what it's like to work in the field. So as a student, you can't just be so tunnel vision that you're only focused on your grades. Again, when you and I tell students all the time, when you are pursuing a degree and when you're taking classes, those classes are opportunities for you to build the skill that's needed to solve the problem that you want to solve in the world. And it's a it's an opportunity for you to practice applying the solution that you've developed over time. Again, testing out your theory of change. And so one of the ways in which I would test out my theory of change is that I wouldn't only take my assignment seriously, I would definitely do that, but I would also talk to my professors after class about, okay, now I've done this assignment, what would it look like for me to implement it in the real world? What would it look like for me to implement that outside of the confines of this class? I just wrote a policy brief this past weekend that was uh, that when it, you know, the person that I'm sending it to was Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders is the chair of the Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee in the Senate. And so after I submit this assignment, if I get the right feedback and I have an opportunity to to really fine tune that, I might actually send it to Bernie Sanders. Right. And so 
because why not? If it's really a problem that I care about solving and I want to create the change uh, that I kind of outlined in that policy brief, why not give it the opportunity to actually be seen by somebody who can help to implement that change? And so having that level of initiative, going to your professors and saying, what are internship opportunities for people who want to go into teaching and learning? Like, do those things exist? Do you think I should go to grad school based on what you've seen from your colleagues? How do you like it in your role? You know, I, I completed this assignment and I'm really passionate about this assignment. I think I did really well on it. I enjoyed it. What would it look like for me to turn this assignment into professional work? Are there people in the field that are doing work similar to the work that I had to do for this assignment? So those are the kind of questions that you ask your professors during office hours. And then that even helps you even more because when a professor thinks about a student to do research with or when they see a scholarship opportunity pop up in their email that might match your interests, you're one of the first people that comes to mind and they can actually present you with some of those opportunities.